The Floatcast is brought to you by FlotationLocations.com. Flotation Locations is the place to go if you are a float center or a float tech manufacturer or somebody who's looking to just go check out a float center somewhere. Um, they have an awesome interactive map that you can go on and put in your zip code and it will find the nearest float center that's in your area. And you can go and check them out and uh, you know get any questions you have answered about that center. Um, they also have an awesome program called the Float Saver, which if somebody's online, if you're enrolled, if, if you're a float center and you're enrolled with the program, you can uh, set it up so that when the person's looking for you and finds you on flotation locations, they can actually purchase their float at a uh, discounted rate and get into your center for less, which gives them more incentive to come in and float. Um, and it gives you more incentive to sign up with the boys, Aaron and Dan, from flotation locations. So definitely get on that. Um, they are definitely a, an integral part of, of growing this industry going forward. And uh, we all owe them a bit of gratitude. So thanks a lot, Aaron and Dan. Uh, we are also unofficially brought to you by Float Helm, which is the uh, which is the child from the guys out at Float On out in Portland, Oregon, and it is an amazing uh, an amazing program. We switched over to it at the Float Place about uh, about three months ago, and admittedly, we switched over to it at pretty much the worst possible time that you could. It was right before like a major holiday. We were going to try and have a big push and have a lot of sales and that kind of thing. So what better time to try and incorporate a brand new booking software system than at a time like that? Uh, but I got to tell you, it really, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And within, I'd say a week to two weeks, Hardy and I both had a really solid grasp on how the system worked. Um, and now, now we could just breathe through it. No problem. And it, uh, it's great because it, it it's much more than just booking software. Like before this, uh, we used um, MindBody. And we only use MindBody for booking appointments. We didn't use it for payments or clocking in or clocking out for our employees or anything like that. We just use it for booking the appointments. Uh, now that we have Float Helm, we use it for, for booking the appointments as well as uh, keeping pretty much all of our clients' data um, online so that we can, they can go online and check it out. And like our members can go and look and see if they have any floats built up from previous months when they didn't come in and use their floats. Um, they can like give floats away to other people that are signed up into the program, um, you know, into, into the actual like software. Uh, and it, it's really, it, it's cool. You can set up your own like discount codes for people so that, uh, if you want to run a special for like Black Friday, you can put like a Black Friday special and then they can go and hit that promo code and it'll like give us some sort of deduction that you have set up. Um, but it's pretty cool. You should definitely check it out. Uh, thanks a lot to uh, to the guys that float on for setting that thing up. It's a, It really is a great program, guys. You guys did an amazing job on it. And uh, and anybody that has it, they, uh, they're very – they're very quick to say, you know, the guys from Float On um, are very, very quick to say like, hey, listen, if you have any suggestions or any changes that you think we should make or anything like that, please give us input and give us feedback so that we can we can use that. And and they do. We, we've suggested a couple of things and, they, and we've gone back and forth and we've seen some uh, some changes come about from from the suggestions we've made, which is pretty cool because you can see it kind of growing as you're working with it. Uh, so definitely if you if you're a center that's getting set up or if you're already a center that's set up, uh, definitely look into Float Helm because it really does help a lot as far as organizing everything within your center. Uh, so here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode 46 of the Floatcast, podcast all about floating, float tanks, isolation tanks, 
the industry as a whole and all the awesomeness that it provides. And uh, with me via Skype uh, is Hardy, and he's hanging out with my girl Carrie from Halcyon Floats in uh, Pennsylvania. What's up, What's guys? What's up, guys? Hi. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us, Carrie. And uh, Hardy, what do you? How'd you wind up there instead of here? How is this an away game for you and not a home game? Well, I decided I was going to leave you and uh, join uh, join over here in you know Philly. Oh man, it's it's a, it's a it's a city. I like the city life. It's a little colder over here. You know? <laughs> the colder attracted you. The coldness brought you yeah, in. Yeah, you know I'm Canadian, so that's why. Oh, that's right. Forgetting that. <laughs> no, actually, I'm uh, I'm here. I, I kind of told you, but not really. I just told you retreat, and I disappeared. But uh, <laughs> I'm on this uh, four day thing. It's called. It's like a rebirthing center here in Philly. It's some. It's actually our two of our clients uh, at the Flow Place, Janelli and Juan. They're regular members. Mm-hmm. They actually kept telling me about this a while ago, and it's about like breathing properly. And then there's like a theme behind it, like how you know to help the relationship with yourself and everybody else in your life, business partners, family, everything. And it's also using this breathing technique. I just started it. So I did one yesterday. It taught me a lot already. Um, so that's why I'm here. And it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the next couple of days. I'll tell you all about it when I get back or on the next podcast also. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, how far is that? It's not too far away, I guess, from where uh, Carrie is? No, it was only like, a, it was only 15 minutes. Um, oh, that's great. And it was like, it's like I'm staying in this big house. It's like uh, three floors. It's like a really like like 200 years old. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it has really good energy. It's a couple who runs it. It's pretty cool. And then, you know, since I'm in Philly, I definitely have to see my favorite person in Philly. <laughs> Carrie, one of the first uh, float center owners that I visited when I visited any float center. She was the first one I visited besides you, I think, Tom. And she, yeah. you know, told her that, you know, we were partnering up and she welcome me with open arms and here i am a year later a year and like three months a year and two months i don't know how long has it been so because i yeah. came, i came the first week you were open yeah so it's almost two years two years wow <laughs> time flies oh, wow. when you're floating and uh yeah so it's almost two years and she just opened up her second location in philly so that's where i'm sitting at right now um right next to her actually and uh that you is know, awesome. She opened up a new center. It's really nice. It's on a very busy location, I see. Um, it's a two-tank center, and she has different tanks. There are two float rooms. Um, Would you stop and let, let her tell the story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like to, you know, I like to talk. Oh, you're doing so well. I know, and then he had to cut me off. This is what happens. This is what happens old. No, I'm kidding. You're I'm the, the one who's cutting them off all the time. Your voice is much more pleasant than mine. I have like this nasal voice. I feel like I should apologize before I start talking. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. I, I mumble through half the things I say anyway. So, <laughs> um, so start, you know, actually take it back before even the second center, which is awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, Thank you. But like, how did you, you know, the, when you opened or before you opened, there wasn't really anything in your area that was that had float tanks. Is that right? Right. Um, the place I had floated before was actually, there's a guy who builds them and he was kind enough to let like locals, he, he he's right outside of Philly. He was like, kind enough to let the sparse amount of locals who knew what floating was um, to float in his showroom that he had. So that's how I got my float in before. Um, and then it just occurred to me that I needed my own tank. <laughs> and then I was like, well, how can I, f- 
how can I get my own tank? How can I finance this? I can't lie. That was kind of like, that was maybe like 30% of my, uh, of my doing too. You know, when I, when I opened up from the home office, I'm like, ah, you know what? Even if this goes south and I don't, nobody comes to float, like, eh, at least I got my own tank. Like that, you know, that alone is kind of worth taking the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the motivation, I have to be honest about the initial motivation. I was like, and I always wanted to have my own business, but at the same time I knew that I couldn't go into business with something I wasn't passionate about. Cause like you got to go all in. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it just so happened that like for the first path of thought was like, how do I get my own tank? And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the problem is there's no tank in Philly yeah. and I have this desire to have a tank and I can also provide a tank for other people. It kind of made sense. Um, so I got a little spot and put two tanks in it and the rest is history pretty much, but there was no one else around here. Um, I was calling everyone I could, I could, I must've called, I don't know at the time. I don't remember how many float centers there were in the U S but there were, you know, there are tons now, Mm -hmm. um, as compared to, I was trying to talk to whoever would listen and help me out, um, to get information. That's how I met you on the interwebs. (laughs) You gave me a, a, a lot of information to go off of in the very beginning. So thank you, Tom. Oh, oh um, quite welcome, please. Yeah. But if it wasn't for like just the kind people in the industry, I don't know how I would have started. Oh, absolutely. This industry, and I totally, I'm 100% on, agree with you on that one. Like if, if, this was, if this industry was like the typical one where everybody's, you know, more or less cutthroat and not willing to help anybody out. And even though... Like you could call somebody from Utah, like all the way across the country, and they'll still be like, "No, I'm not going to help you just because uh, for whatever." But this, like, this industry, people can't wait to help other people. Like they, they, they really want to. Even if somebody was opening up nearby, I, I still would help them. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, and I've, I've definitely. Um, it was weird cause when I first opened. Um, people were calling me and asking me for advice, and I was like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this out for myself, but this is what I know. Um, Make sure you have salt in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> and there were people that were like popping up um, when I was still pretty new. I mean, I'm still new and I'm still finding things to improve on um, every day. But yeah. even when I was first, there were people that were popping up. We were like bouncing ideas off of each other, helping each other out. Um, so, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in an industry where everyone is so eager to just help the industry grow and it's not just motivated by, you know, getting rich or, you know, motivation like that. It, a lot of it has to do with just flourishing industry yeah. um, that can help people improve their lives. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, you know, I, I've said to a lot of people that have called me from, you know, I've had people call me from like upstate and be like, oh, well, I'm going to take a ride down and my, my wife and I are going to make a day of it. And, you know, and I'm like, listen, I would love to have you if you guys want to take a ride down. Great. But there are places that are much closer to you. So if you just want to drive like 20 minutes as opposed to like three hours, like you can go here. <laughs> and I'm happy to do that as long as they get in and, and, and get in a float somewhere. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not about the money at that point. It's just about getting them in a the tank because it could change their life. You know, it absolutely yeah. could. Yeah, so, definitely less, uh, definitely less stressful having to drive, you know, twenty minutes as opposed to a few hours. Hey, I drove three hours to come here. <laughs> That's true, and I did it two years ago. Um, Kerry was nice enough to give me the book of floating as my gift. Really cool. Oh, yeah, we ch- we chatted for like 
hours, I feel like. Yeah, it was, oh. it was a couple hours. We did it again today. We were, uh, we chatted for three hours. I left my, I left my cousin in the tank. <laughs> I was like, leave her in there for, and we left her in there for like two hours and a half. She came out. She's like, how long was I in there? Wasn't that supposed to be 90 minutes? I'm like, yeah, it was 90 minutes. And then she looked at her watch on the ride home and she's like, you lied. <laughs> she had the giggles. She, I don't, she, I don't think she knew exactly where she was when she came out of the tank. No. She, she was, she had a good float for her first one. <laughs> a really good one, a nice long one. She's from up there in Philly, Hardy? Yeah, she's a, she's an eye doctor, right, like 10 minutes out. Um, it was cool. She really enjoyed the float. It was our first time that me and her bonded. So it was really cool. I got to take her to float. And, you know, for the first time, we really kind of, like, talked to each other on the ride home. Like, we really got close, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Sometimes when you take somebody floating with you, like, you see couples come in, sometimes a father-son, and it could change your relationship. You know, like afterwards, you just experience something together for the first time or, you know, their first time and you get to share and like, you know, you get deep with yourself and then you need, sometimes you want to share with somebody and it really created that, you know, I'm never going to forget that moment that our conversation, our car ride home, like, you know, and I could take that with me for the rest of my life if I never talked to her again. And that's like our most intimate part of our relationship between me and her. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is it's great. Um. Yeah. And, and that book of floating um, was is you know for everybody who's in the float industry, it's just an important book. It's like the Bible for yeah. floating. Like, I make all my employees read it. You know, Same. They have to read it. Um, if they don't want to read it, then they shouldn't be working in the industry. It's just you're not interested then. It's yeah. an easy read. Yeah. Well, there there's a couple of chapters in there that I, like get a little sciency that you kind of start like closing your eyes. And <laughs> You know, it's just like, all right, these brain cells, this is what works in this part. Of the, and you just start getting a little sleepy because it's a couple of chapters, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, in all honesty, honestly, if, if it comes down to the Book of Floating or some of the other books out there, like the, I, I tried to read some of the John C. Lilly. Oh, the, the ones with the dolphins. I can't and, do it. Yeah. I just like, I have to, I'll have to have another go at it. It's just my brain can't wrap around it. Um, yeah. I have this book of floating though, so and I make all my employees read it. Yeah, I mean, there's a well, you know this. There's a quote. I mean, a, a fact in there. What happened in the '80s? It was with the Phillies. Oh yeah, so the Phillies won the World Series. Was it the? Did they win the World Series? Yeah, I think it was '83 or '84. <laughs> yeah, the, and the same year that the Phillies won the World Series, the Eagles won the division championship, and they both were floating. Yeah, they the both same had the year. training facilities, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was it was pretty crazy. And they had it for a while, like they and they both did and they, they had float tanks. And it's kinda cool because yeah. it kinda relates to a year ago in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady had, and the Patriots the Patriots have one in their training facility and the Seahawks have one in their training facility. Mm -hmm. And while they were at the Super Bowl in Arizona, not this past Super Bowl, the Super Bowl before, they both went to the local float center near them where the Super Bowl was. So it's it's kind of cool. Like twenty five years later, again, it's popping back up. It's yeah. like the same trend. Like the athletes are using it now. We just saw in the news, like Steph Curry. Yeah, you know he's like NBA MVP last year. You know he's right up there with LeBron James and much head to head, and he's been floating the last couple of months. Yeah, you know? that that's it's pretty amazing how it's starting to become mainstream all of a sudden. Oh yeah, we've had some can't really say who, but we've had some. Um, football players in our tanks 
and it's it's um, common knowledge in Philly that the Philadelphia Union floats with us. Um, it's our soccer team. It's our professional soccer team. So their season's starting up, and uh, they'll be floating weekly with us. That's they awesome. love it. Yeah, they're obsessed with it. Yeah, we uh, we had some people too. We had a uh, one of the uh, what is the UFC guys come in. Um, are we allowed to say his name, Tom? Uh, yeah, yeah. His, um, you know, we had uh, we had Chris Weidman in a few months ago, and uh, he really enjoyed his float. Um, it, it just kind of stinks because the next fight he fought, he he did not win. <laughs> But it was a while later, so I'm yeah, not that was like a month later, two months. No, later. it was longer than that. It was probably like three months later. It was, uh, yeah. But he really did enjoy his float, though, and it was interesting because the day he, the day before he came and floated, um, he went to a cryo center opened up fairly in like in the area, not too far away, and he went and tried the cryotherapy, and then he the next day he came and floated. Um, so it was cool to kind of get his feedback as far as not what he liked more, but what he felt better about and. And everything, and he said uh, he enjoyed them both. He said he felt like the cryotherapy was a lot more work because it was kind of like you know intensive standing there in the in the freezing, whereas with floating, it's kind of just you just there. You don't have to do anything. You literally don't have to do anything at all. You do nothing. Yeah. So he really uh, so he liked that that aspect of it. But it was definitely cool having you know a big professional athlete come in and you know just give it a shot. It's it it makes it. Uh, I don't know. It makes it that much more real, I guess, mm-hmm. for for me anyway. Not to say it's not real now, but it's just kind of one of those things. Like, wow, this is really, this isn't like a little fad, and this isn't just something that like some weirdos want to do or anything like that. Like, this is really legit stuff, you know. So every time that happens, it it just, you know, reinforces that a little bit more. Yeah, and along the lines of that, so when it's it's one thing like the athletes come in and they use it for like their recovery and training purposes and then for the focus purposes but then like on the other hand I have a lot of customers who come in because of their pain so Mm -hmm. like when the customers come in with fibromyalgia um and it's just that they they can't I had this one woman come in with her boyfriend and he just sat and chatted with me the whole time while she floated um he bought her this gift and he said she just could not get relief she was in constant pain and he was talking like you, you know, him having to. It, it hurt him to have to be there and see her in pain every day, every minute of every day. Yeah. And he started crying when she came out because he saw the look on her face, like she was smiling, she was glowing, like you know, like you see people that glow. Afterflow glow. So yeah. it wasn't just the post float glow. It was he? You saw there, and it, it was more profound to him, obviously, because he he's in love with this woman and he's constantly seeing her in pain. But he just saw the relief in her face. And he was like almost started crying, which was, of course, he's going to start crying and I'm going to start crying and I'm going to start crying. But um, that's like what makes it really, like, really real to me when I see that. And it's like somebody has just gotten it on a different level because I don't know what it's like to suffer from chronic pain. Um, But I, I do have like the privilege of being able to see the relief that people who do suffer from chronic pain get from the flu. Yeah. And that's the best reward of mm-hmm. owning a float center is knowing that you're changing people's lives. You know, and in that case, you know, those we hear we have those stories, you have those stories. I think every float center owner has those stories. I know yeah. for a fact every float center store has those stories. And it's awesome when we get to share stories like that because it's both, we, we all know we're we're in the right industry. We're not just making money off people, we're giving them value. Yeah. Changing lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It uh I actually, 
we, I had somebody in last night, um, and th- he was in for his fourth or fifth float in three weeks. Um, he just started three weeks ago, and he absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and he was a drummer, and about six months ago, he got to a pretty bad car accident, and he lost a lot of the mobility in his left hand. He couldn't, you know, do any of the motions. He would have to hit the drums. So yesterday he comes in, and b- before he hopped in the tank, he goes, "Hey, check this out!" And he moved his hand, and he made like the drumming motion with his hand that previously was, uh, you know, he couldn't really move. And he's like, "I haven't done this in since the accident, man." He's like, "I, you know, he's like, it hurts. Don't get me wrong. He's like, but considering last week I couldn't move it, and now I'm going like this, he's like, that's a step in the right direction, man." He's like, "I'm so happy." So you could just see it in his face, though. He was so. He was excited, you know. He was like really yeah. looking forward to getting back behind a drum set, and you know, it's great. That's awesome. I know exactly who you're talking about too. Yeah, we've had a recent guy, another guy. Uh, you just reminded me, Tom. Since we were talking about basketball, this guy um, Naveen. He's been coming for the last like four weeks, like twice a week. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's a he's a bas- He's going overseas to play basketball in five months, and he saw the Steph Curry thing on ESPN. So he was like. And his coach told him to try this. So what he did was he came, he's been floating, and he told me, he goes, now he could, he could dunk. Like, he was able to dunk, but every time he would dunk, he was in so much pain, so he would, like, hold back. But okay. now he's, like, his uh, recovery time in training and practicing and being able to not be held back in the way he plays has been amazing. Like, he's like, I dunk every day now. And he's like, and my muscle, and I'm recovering so much quicker. And he's been floating about twice a week for four weeks now. So if you're a basket an athlete, it just goes to show like the the recovery time is like mm-hmm. like tripled. I mean, I mean, cut in a third, you know. Um, and he's gonna he's like I'm gonna continue doing this, and he he, he hasn't he's gonna keep me up to date on how it's elevating his game because it's elevating his game because he doesn't have to hold back. Right. I want to really see how he takes it, and he I want I, I bet you he's gonna be able to improve his game like never before. Mm-hmm. He's like I'm at peak right now of what I used to be because of my muscle recovery, because now, you know, he's older. When he was younger, he didn't have all these pains and stuff. Now, when you're playing a sport and you have pains and you're worried about it, it kind of holds you back yeah. in, like, a mental game of, like, how hard you're going to play or yeah. practice. Yeah. You know, so. so not only is he really utilizing his full potential of what he can do, he's actually increasing his skill set overall, I'm sure. And just Yeah, that's, that's what we're tracking right now. And he's going to be in uh, he's twice a week. He's hooked, you know. Um, he loves mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's great. When uh, when you see people like that and they see it and it's like I love it for a different reason than Tom loves it and then you love it mm-hmm. like we fell in love with floating but we all got different things out of it so you know it, it's and it, all these stories we're telling is each person has their own float like and what they want to get out of it and each time it's different you know a year ago I was floating for a different reason like after I go to the gym sometimes I'm just floating just because I need to get a physical mm-hmm. break sometimes it's just I've had a long freaking week. <laughs> And I'm a little stressed and I know I was like, I don't want to feel like this. And I know how I feel. And I just go in the float and just love having no stimuli coming in and doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. You know, we, Hardy and I talked about it last podcast, but the podcast actually got deleted. Ugh. I first heard time, about that. First time it's ever happened. <laughs> I told so upset. I hope this doesn't happen again. Um, but like I, I went a few weeks, more than a few weeks uh, without floating. And it got to the point I was like, I was jonesing hard, you know, and like it affected my mood, it affected my day, it affected a lot of things. Um, and once I got in it and started doing it on the regular again, it really was like, all right, this is what I've been missing. I really, I needed nothing. And, uh, you know, 
Yeah, you, you definitely need like me. You know, I'm a, I work with him all the time, and sometimes, and I remember this. We were talking about this. It's like a he needed that reset. Like it was like he didn't do it for a good month, and and he was going through a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, everything, personal, work life, and he has like two jobs. This guy works. He's, Tom is a really hard worker. He does like 60, 70 hours a week between his jobs, and we're not counting being a father. You know, yeah, and. He's putting in all this time, and, and you know it's and it's frustrating when you have a new business and you go into a holiday season with new software, <laughs> and you know like and everything else is going on in your personal life, and you have to put extra hours every single place every employee is calling him, and it's going to get to you. That's just every human is going to you know everybody's going to get to. It doesn't matter if you what kind of you know, but if you don't have a way to like relax, meditate, or do something, and he was used to floating, so he, he hit a point and. I remember one time he went to go float because he knew he needed it. And of course something else went wrong. I forgot what it was. Like either we had to take care of something that was more important. So then he wasn't able to float again. Another two weeks went by. But when he came out of the float, oh my God, and then he floated again another the next week. He was just such a different person. Mm-hmm. It's like he knew like his body needed it so bad. It, it, it was just a different person. It was like a new year. He, he was easier to work. You could see the stress level just went down. You could see in his face, like that feeling when you see anybody come out of the flow room, you're like, that guy had a great flow. Yep. Like, he was just a different face. It was, it was like, sometimes you want to take that before picture and the after picture just yeah. to show people, like, this is real. Yeah. yeah. This is, this isn't a picture, don't lie. This is real. Yeah. And I'm guilty too. I've done, during the build out of the second shop, I went a good month without floating and everybody could tell. Like, everybody could tell. I was just like on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I finally got into the tank, it was basically like, I don't care, come hell or high water, I'm going to float because otherwise I'm going to lose my freaking mind. <laughs> um, and everything just, uh, it just felt so good getting back in the tank and complete change around. It's, it's, it's crazy how it's like pressing a button for me at least, um, when I float. And then I think while I'm in there, why, why is, why did I do that? <laughs> why did I go so long without doing this? Like, I know this is one thing that I can guarantee will make me just feel better in every way. Cause I really do feel like mind, body and spirit better after a float. I'm just an even person. I think I'm a completely different person. If I go a month without floating, people can feel my energy. Like something's not right with Carrie. Um, so I have to like not let that happen again. I try to get in at least once a week. If I can get in twice a week, forget about it. Everyone's my best friend. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, you know, like I'm pretty good at dealing with stress, but I wasn't two years ago. And for me, for you, what both of you was for a month, like if I go two weeks without it, I start feeling the way I feel and I see it. Like I know, and it's kind of just like, it's like a a monkey on your shoulder and it's just getting heavier and heavier. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's coming, you're going to fall on your face. So it's like, I can't go like more than two weeks. Like I already know, like I'm getting crazy at two weeks. Yeah. You know, and, and I think Tom realized that too, like, cause now he's been floating every week and it's kind of like, we've realized that we have to take the time out for ourselves. You know, anybody listening out there, you have to take care of yourself. That's the most important thing, you know, and then everything else will fall in place. And especially if you're an avid floater and it's helping you in life, and, you know, like some people are going monthly, like it's just like anything, the more you do it, it's going to make your life more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to be honest, even, even though we all love floating, even if for you, whoever's listening, it, even if it's not floating, whatever your outlet is, if it's going to the gym on the regular or, or going to play basketball or handball or, or whatever the hell it is, um, 
make sure you get that in. And that was something that I really, you know, like five, five or six years ago when my wife and I were uh, buying our house, I kind of like looked down and looked at all the bills and everything. And I'm like, all right, this is this, this is this, this is this. I'll work here and here. We could pay all the bills, no problem. And then like I didn't think about a lot of things like uh, – Oh yeah, when am I when am I gonna mow the lawn? When am I gonna like you know <laughs> do things around the house that need to be done, like maintenance type things? And then that kind of took second fiddle. And then like a couple months later, I'm like, oh yeah, wh- when am I gonna do something for me? Like wh- when am I gonna have like my own my own maintenance? You know? Um, and I kind of didn't really put it into my schedule, which is something that I'm changing going forward. You know, now like planning things out, like I'm, I'm planning for myself to live a better life and to not be super stressed all the time and to, and to kind of, you know, give myself some sort of hope to, to kind of not be uh, so wound up all the time. Um, but definitely got to kind of plan for yourself for that maintenance, whatever it is, you know, whatever kind of outlet it is. Make sure you put it in there because it's really important. I think it's like one of the most important things. Um, yeah. I remember when I was, one of my old jobs, one of my boss bosses was like, he was trying to get me to join CrossFit, which I eventually did and failed miserably at, but the effort was there. That's besides the point. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't justify paying $99 a month to go to CrossFit. Um, I just can't justify that's too much for, and he's like, Carrie, you pay X amount on fast food, X amount on nonsense that you don't use mm-hmm. TV every month. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is your well-being. This is who you are. This is the person that's developing throughout your life, building yourself. This is the most important thing. Would you rather pay money for medicine or pay money to be healthy? And it was like, that was like an important lesson for me. That was like a turning point that's, in my life. That, that's a great story. Yeah. It, it really did change my life in, in, in every regard. Like even in like the, the happy, like frivolous things that I might, indulge in like travel is important to me like it kind of made me like really assess like life is for living um and here i am worried about money i'm i'm spending it all the wrong places and i'm perpetuating this like waste like Mm -hmm. reality is i should be investing in my health and my well-being and um that started the mindset for floating eventually because once i found out about floating i'm like uh this is i need to do this (laughs) yeah um speaking of health and uh wellness guess what i brought her tom Oh, goodness. <laughs> Guess what she was just, what we were just drinking. And nope, it wasn't shots or whiskey or any alcohol. Oh, it's boy. It's actually the opposite. What did I bring? Oh, did you bring, did you bring her some of that grass juice that you, that you always carry around? <laughs> I, 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 I brought her some green juice. I'm like, she's like, she's like, I got a hectic day. I'm like, all right. And she's like, get me coffee. Sounds familiar. Uh-oh. You know, I have a partner who loves coffee. Yeah, I'm all about it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then I was like, you know what? All right, fine. I'll bring you coffee, but I'm also bringing you some green juice. She's like, oh, that means I got to drink it. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> so I brought her some green juice, and then I guess you had a juice story? like. Uh, oh, yeah. It's really so- – the, the uh, as a side note, I bust Hardy's chops about it all the time. It, like, uh, I call it the grass juice and that like – it literally does smell like you just mowed the lawn and just like, <laughs> bagged it and then like, put it as an air freshener. But it does, but it's fresh. It's not, and it's fresh. And I got to tell you, it's not bad. It, it does taste pretty good. I, everyone he's ever given me, I've been like, oh yeah, I'll, I would drink that. That's fine. 
And, it actually uh, is good. I yeah. was I was kind of dreading it when you said that. I was like, I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna have I to know. drink this. Like I have to be the nice person. I I can't make any faces or anything. I can't run and spit <laughs> it out. Like, but it was really good actually. So thank you for forcing me to drink that green stuff. Now she has faith again in juice. Um, but she had it because she lost her faith because you. Twice I lost my vein. Oh, so ex-husband used to juice all the time. And his juice had like chunks of I don't know what in. And like uh, watching someone actually put kale in the grinder is like, I don't, I don't want to drink that. Like I, it's going to, it just, so his was like chunky. And then okay. my brother-in-law, he's real, he like, he's a marathon guy. And he went on like a juicing kick where I, I think, I don't even know if he ate food. I think he just Drink. No, I, I did one of those. Yeah, did, Hardy does those all the time. He does. After he, my eighth float, I was like, like you know, I was like, I could accomplish anything. I've quit meat for thirty days, watching television for thirty days, drinking alcohol. I was like, I'm gonna go juice next. And I, you know, I watched this documentary. So the documentary I watched was Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. That's what he watched. And it <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched that documentary. I got the same juicer as the guy the next day. I bought his book. I followed his book of what to do, and that's how I did for 18 days. I ate no solid foods. I felt freaking amazing. I was, and I floated like twice during this 18 days. I think After, you floated so, more than that. I think it was more than twice. And you also gave up TV, didn't you, at the same time? Is that when No, you were- that was before that, but I was continuing okay. it. But the, the juice cleanse is so – it's really tricky for you. out. Anybody out there thinking of it, it's very good for you. Oh, my God. It's the most amazing thing. It, it was tricky. The hardest part is the first three to five days. And if you're thinking about or considering doing it, like I was telling you, Carrie, if you ever consider doing it, watch that video, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead first. Then get the book. That's how I did it. And I followed it to the T and, you know, use the same juice the guy did in the video. And the first three to five days are the hardest because you're withdrawing from sugar and everything like that. And you don't realize we're addicted to sugar in this society. And, and, and I'm shaking. I was working. I was shaking because I was feeding for sugar. And there's so much stimuli out there that kind of, activates this I need sugar like somebody's carrying a cup that reminds you like a Burger King cup reminds you of food um, you know there's just things that are reminding you of all this stuff that's not good for you and you have to drink a juice fast but after three to five days of being miserable <laughs> you wake up and you feel absolutely amazing and each person's different but you feel like the sun is brighter it's like coming out of your first float and it's a little bit more magnified it's amazing it's like you have more energy than you ever did in your life. Your head is clear. There's no, you're not cloudy. You wake up fresher. And it was just like, I, I realized at that point, I'm never going to go back to the life I had. Like after feeling that I started rewiring my brain, like to taste my taste buds changed. So after I was done with the juice cleanse and I started eating food again, I was eating beans and this like beans is like my worst enemy growing up. Like I never ate beans. Everybody, my family, my cousins, everybody knew I hated beans. That's all you eat now is beans. Yeah, you see me eating beans all the time. I used to love eating cheese, and now I've cut down my cheese intake. It's like you rewired your brain. I wanted healthier food. I couldn't even eat. I, I own a Subway, and their Subway cookies are freaking awesome, right? I can't eat one of them. I ate one after the juice cleanse, and it just tasted like sugar, like granules of sugar. Now I can't even eat it. Oh, it's, 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 poor, it's crazy how your brain guy. works. <laughs> and that's what a juice cleanse did for me, and I just did one this last week. That's the only reason it's fresh in my head. I did it for like eight, nine days. Wow. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, and I feel so good. And I'm just like, wow, why am I not doing this once a month? And I'm serious. If you try it once, it's not easy. I'm going to get you and Tom to do it. You guys can do it simultaneously. I will not make both of your juices though. But that's the the fun part, making the juices. No, it's really not. (laughs) You got to make two days worth of juice 
to stock up and you got to go to the grocery, you got to clean out your juicer and you got, you know, you got to do it again. So you can't just make a whole week's worth. Now you bought like a dedicated juicer, right? You didn't like do some sort of blender type thing where you tried no, to I, we, I had a dedicated juicer. Um, you know, I had to clean it and everything like that. It, it, it wasn't easy because you had to go shopping. Um, but you know, it's a part of the journey of doing the juice cleanse. That's, it's not just the juice cleanse itself. It's about cleaning it, making it every morning and prep. And sometimes that makes people fail. And I told you, a lot of people do three to five day juice cleanses, and I kind of—they don't even know that they didn't even get past the, the. Once you get past the withdrawal period, it's, withdrawal period, it's so much easier, and that's where you're really reaping the benefits. Okay, I see what you're saying. So they're like a lot of people are bailing day four, day five, like we're not bailing, but like finishing quote unquote. That's what they, they set up. They set themselves up for a three day juice cleanse or a five day when they've done most of the work is those three to five days. So <laughs> okay. it's like you might as well do like more, so you could, you know, you just went through the hard part. Right, right. The really hardest get the full hurdles, and like you know, the withdrawal period. And you, your willpower was your strongest, right there. Somebody goes through a juice cleanse of five days. I look at it with a lot more respect because they just were able to do it. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, it's it's easy. Somebody's eating salads and is vegetarian every day, and still not easy for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it take it takes a it's it's somebody who could do that. I believe could quit cigarettes too. Cough, cough. <laughs> You're the only person I've ever met in my life that makes me feel bad about eating a cheeseburger. Nobody else has ever done that. I've had vegans try and lecture me and like other people, but like <laughs> if I go to Five Guys and I come back, you look at me like you don't even say anything, but you just look at me like I, I, I was just your, gonna say I was like I've never said one word. I just look at you. I know you just look at me. Just you shake your head like subtly, just like oh, man. But it's all working right. because I'm sending him subliminal. When you have a partner and you see him all the time, and both of you are floating, sometimes like you're sending subliminal message. I don't even say anything. He just knows. He's a, <laughs> and I don't say it's not about the animals. Like, you know, that's not the reason I did. I just look at it, you know, it's my partner. I want him to be the healthiest he possibly could be. Yeah. You know, well, you know we're going to be doing business for a while, for many years. So I just want him to be the most efficient Tom he could possibly be. So I look at him and, and five guys is like, he's like the sixth guy, you know, like. <laughs> that's delicious. <laughs> hey, I used to eat it all the time. And I used to love it. I, I miss, you know, I'm not going to lie. I miss my burgers, but I'm pat like, I don't crave them, you know. Oh, man. I'm not going to go back to them, but I used to eat five guys all the time. I love their burgers. I put extra cheese on it, you know. It's not my fault. They're right across the street from the float place. Like, what are you <laughs> man, man, burgers and bacon, right? Yeah, burgers and bacon. At least I, I do my bacon the right way, though. I, I make it in a cast iron pan. I use coconut oil. I cook it on low heat. Like, I don't burn it or anything. So, like, you know, I do it the, the healthiest way I can, at least. You can't even put that in the same sentence, my man. Healthy and bacon. <laughs> no, not- no, it's not true. Oh, there's a the paleos. They love bacon. They like thrive on bacon. It's like their main. There's like one of the food groups in paleo. Know, know. It's I, called bacon. My friend did a paleo diet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a juicer. Yeah, I'm a juicer. Now I'm a vegetarian. So this is interesting. And then there, yeah. Then down the road, I'm going to be fasting and all this other stuff, which we'll talk about in another podcast because, yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a very interesting conversation, Tommy, and you're going to have real soon. Oh, boy. <laughs> you, uh, so when you opened, Carrie, like when you opened the first spot, was it like, was it kind of like a hit right away? You know what I mean? Not like a hit, but like, did you have like good luck right away as, as far as people coming in, people wanting to float? I did. I had a lot of good luck. Um, Philadelphia was ready to float, unbeknownst to myself. I had no idea to the point where like we had a, a bunch of storms, um, so I had to push back opening about a month and a half. Just the timing um, and weather just made everything that much slower. And I had already been ramping up a lot of uh, interest on social media. So I had people like, oh, can I book yet? Can I book yet? Basically banging down my door to where I had to open before the place was even fully furnished. 
Wow. Yeah, people were like emailing me like, I don't, I know that you're not ready to open yet, but I, you know, I'm not really worried about, you know, I just <laughs> want to get into a tank. I've been Joe Rogan. I mean, <laughs> everyone, Joe Rogan, one after the other. Where'd you hear about it? Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had, I just was not ready for, <laughs> I was worried. I was like, my, my, my big rock to, to, you know, get over is educating people about floating. While that is true, was not nearly as true as I thought it was at first. Cause I thought that was going to be a huge hurdle for me. Mm-hmm. And luckily it was not. Um, and certainly it helped that I was the only one and the first. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I had a small center, so it wasn't that difficult for me to get going. You know, I only have two, two tanks in my center and it was just easy to sustain right off the bat and very lucky and people loved it. So it's the kind of thing where like it, it, it's not something you necessarily, once you put the information out there, it's not a matter of selling. It's like more educating and then it just, the experience speaks for itself. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. It's not really selling it. It's just educating and, and like you said, kind of letting the experience speak for itself and that's exactly what it does. So, so that's why, like, it's it, it just came very easy, and I'm grateful for that. To the point where, like, here I am, two years later, with my second location. Again, another small location, but um, this is this is what I want, um, and this is perfect for me. I have this really awesome manager that and my whole staff just kicks butt. Hmm. Um, they're all passionate about floating. They're, they basically all just showed up at my door, like, when can you hire me? <laughs> <laughs> I love floating for floating here. When can I work for you? Um, and, and they, they just really are excited about sharing floating with, uh, the community. And then my, my manager who's been with me, um, she loves dealing with the marketing aspect of it. And she's just really passionate. She started floating because of physical pain. She's in her early twenties and, um, she had an injury in her foot that they put her in one of those boots for an extended period of time uh. and knocked her all off balance to the point where she has a herniated disc. Oh, geez. So now she's got this chronic pain for the rest of her life in her early 20s. Um, and it's just one, her knees also busted up. So it's just she goes into float and she gets relief. Um, so she's on a personal level, she's passionate about that. But then she gets to see all, all the people, like I said, all of our clients who come in and they leave with their own benefit. Like, and they share their experience with us. So opening a second shop, a lot of my motivation was giving Caitlin, my manager, her and space to grow and um, basically help her the way I've been helped in the past by my um, employers and bosses. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been really rewarding to see how like she kind of took the bull by the horns and she's got one shop going and I got the other one and we help each other. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. It's awesome. Wow. That is phenomenal. What, like how long into the first one um, did you start thinking like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, like, if, did you think about expanding the first one first? Or are you just like right away, you know what, I'm going to open up a second spot, you know, how far away is it from, from the first one? It's about, um, time-wise, it's like a 15, 20 minute drive. Okay. So, but the proximity to, so the first, it took, uh, to answer <laughs> your first question. Sorry. It was about, no, it was like a year that I started to really think about like, you know what, I'm overflowing now. Mm-hmm. I need to find another space. Um, and I hit, it occurred to me to move to a, a bigger space, but then I was like, I want, I want to increase accessibility. So mm-hmm. my first location is pretty central to like the city proper. And then it's highly accessible 
to like um, suburbs of Philly on one side. So I was like, let me get to the other side of Philly. So I picked another somewhat central location to center city, but then also very highly accessible to the other side of the suburbs. Um, so not only was I, am I touching, you know, main parts of Philadelphia, but now floating is accessible to the surrounding areas as well. So I've got a lot of people coming in from those areas too. So it's, that's how I picked my spot. And it was just a matter of like, I didn't have enough space. Um, I could not accommodate the floats. So I was like, I better, no better time like the present. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, Get moving. And I had the support, luckily, you know, I had the support and the um, customer support and staff support. And I had, you know, made some good choices and here I am. And then, yeah. Uh, and then there's a story with this place, right? Like uh, getting it built out and everything. Oh yeah. This place was a huge headache. For some Total reason, headache. sorry to cut you off, but for some reason, I, I kind of, I know a, a very, very little bit about like what kind of headaches you're talking about. And for some reason, it seems like every float center that opens has a headache with their contractor. <sighs> I don't understand it. I, you know, I think that, Hey, if somebody out there is listening, you really want a great idea. Don't even open a float center. Just open a contracting business that specializes in opening float centers. You'll be set. You'll be good to go. That's 100%. And then, you know, look me up and reach out to me because I could use your help. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my contractor, I don't want to say anything bad about anyone, but it was a lot of stress. Um, Timing was an issue. I expected to be open solid two months before I was planned accordingly. Mm. Now you base um, that. As always, you end up spending way more than you're initially, you know, projected. projected. Um, and then and it's, it's uh, always like a, a lot more. It's not even like a little bit more like, Oh, we went over our budget by a few thousand. It's like, yeah, we, we more than doubled it. It's like, how, how did this happen? But, <laughs> Luckily I didn't have to do that. Okay. Um, but, you know, there, I, and I, of course, I gave myself wiggle room. Like, I knew enough from the first experience that, like, yeah, this price is not probably going to stay solid. But mm-hmm. so I did have wiggle room, but I'm still disappointed with that. Right. <laughs> um, but then, like, we, we had an issue. Long story short, he walked off the job. Um, wow. So I had to pull my resources, luckily, that I did have, and some good karma I cashed in. And um, people that loved me pulled together and helped me get my store open oh, on the wow. you know the date that I had announced it would be open. And I learned a lot of really good lessons <laughs> <laughs> about people and about building my second <laughs> center. <laughs> um, and I do have some pretty awesome tanks here now. Um, so it's the in the grand scheme of things, everything worked out. Yeah, you have different. Uh, she has uh, float rooms, and I've seen pictures of it. Doesn't do justice. You gotta, Tom. You gotta see these things. These look awesome. Yeah. All right, Hardy. I need off in a month. I'm gonna go to Philly. <laughs> well, yeah. No, you, you're coming to Philly. We were just talking about that. That either she and her manager are coming to visit us, or we gotta come back here. I would love hang, to take a road trip. You know, we gotta we gotta hang with some other float center owners and just and just have a beer yeah. or a juice. It's no, just no. You're so right. Helpful. You're right the first time. <laughs> it's just so helpful to be able to like chat even if like you're not like really sharing any kind of um strategy or anything like that just to be able to bounce ideas and to vent <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like it's worth its weight in gold it really is like have thank you for visiting hardy because like 
I needed this. It's something that you don't, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of stuck here for now. So I really needed it. So thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I love, uh, every time I come to Philly, it's like, all right, I've come twice. I come and visit you. I didn't even see his family this time. I was like, no, I'm going to see, see, go see her. She just opened her second one. I was <laughs> like, let's see if we can help each other. You know, just bouncing yeah. ideas and operations, marketing, and just being here two hours, Tom, like, oh, got an abundance of information and she was just so helpful and she, we're just going to be communicating much more when we get back in. It's going to help to both of us and it, it all help both of us, which in turn helps every single person's float experience even mm -hmm. more. And you know, that's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, just that, that, you know, chain, that chain, chain reaction to just how many people it helps, you know, the butterfly effect. Um, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, Absolutely. What time we got here? Three fifteen. All right, four fifteen. Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's we have. Crazy. Little... People don't realize that we do this podcast, and it's like we're doing it in between floaters. <laughs> so because you know we're we actually have to work. It's not like you're not making an abundance of money where we could just not work at our yeah. float centers less than fifty hours. You know, we, yeah. people think, oh, we could just hire people. No, it, it's no, it's not cost effective. You got to be here, and yeah, there's and it's funny we do have time in between. But there's that, when we say that one hour of like craziness when the people are leaving, the new people are coming in and the phone's ringing and it's just chaotic. So we're doing a podcast in between floaters. Right? Yeah. 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 Carrie, yeah. one thing I have to say that I'm sure you've realized this, I know Hardy has as well. Um, when I was first kind of getting going into my, my plan to do this, um, my mom kind of was like, listen, you've been a bartender and like a waiter and like a fast paced environment your whole life. Like, how are you going to deal with this? all right, go float. I'm going to sit here for an hour and a half and then I'm going to get you mm -hmm. out. Like, how are you going to get used to that? And I was always like, eh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. It like, I have no downtime. It is amazing how, how busy, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, it's just trying to like, just keep things clean and just organize everything and just, you, you know, answer phone calls and just, you know, a lot of the phone calls, somebody will call and you'll think it's going to be a two minute conversation and you look over and you're like, Oh my God, I've been on the phone for a half hour. I got to get off the phone because I have so much stuff to do. Um, but obviously you need to answer any questions and kind of be there for whoever's on the other end of the phone. Um, but I'm sure well, you realize that too, right? It's still a business, like you're still a business owner and you still have all that stuff that comes along with it. The benefit is when we do get stressed and when we do get run down, we can, you know, beeline it right for the tank. Yeah. Which is like, that's like the upside of it. Except... We always have to wait for the after hours. Usually. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's after a long day, and it's 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 not always easy. People like can always ask you, "Oh, you're probably floating every day." I wish. Yeah, yeah. I really do wish. <laughs> the access isn't there. It's like it's it's a good problem to have. Like, yeah, people in my tanks. You know, I can't I can't get in there. But um, and then like the whole balancing home life too. So it's like, I you have to really carve out time to float. Yeah. Um, but. It is at least it's at least that's our business, you know. Our yeah. Our, our business is in um, wellness and especially mental wellness. Yeah, it's great that our business actually helps us. Yeah. So it's not like we're just selling a product that doesn't benefit us in any way. It benefits us in the best ways possible. Yep. And if you're going to be running around like a maniac, it might as well be a for something you're passionate about for yourself. For yourself is B. A passion. Be for yourself. Yeah, in any um, business. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, y'all. We're gonna let uh let Carrie go so she can get some people out. We got to get some people out too.
So uh, thank you very much for coming on, Kerry. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Make sure you uh, you know, continue to wear the wire so I can listen to everything Hardy says on his little trip up there. And, you got uh, you weren't supposed to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the wire guys. <laughs> All right, Hardy, you have a you have a great retreat up there and a safe trip home, man. I guess I'll see uh see you Monday. Uh, if I come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, if you decide to to continue to be my partner, we'll see how it goes, I guess. You guys are so cute. Aw. <laughs> we love you, Carrie. Yeah, I love you, Carrie. Aww. Thanks a lot for coming on once again. You guys. If you guys come to Philly, check your place out. Halcyon floats. Yep. And uh, Carrie, website and locations and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we have it's www.halcyonfloats.com. Um, and we have a lo- location in Roxborough at 6068 Ridge Ave. And then one um, in South Kensington by Northern Liberties at 209 West Gerard Avenue. Website. website was halcyonfloats.com and halcyon is h-a-l-c-y-o-n there it is people <laughs> check it out all right thanks for listening everybody uh keep your tanks clean stay salty Artie, <laughs> anything you want to add thank you <laughs> <laughs> nice all right check y'all later all right, bye